0: Don't medicate your fish, on this episode of Enviropod. Medication enters our wastewater either from dumping of unused or expired medications down toilets and sinks, or it's excreted when we use the bathroom. At this time, wastewater treatment plants are not designed to remove these pharmaceuticals from wastewater, and studies are showing trace amounts of medication in our waterways. That's what we're talking about here today. I'm Scott Coco, and you are listening to Enviropod, Fairfax County's podcast that discusses all the great stuff that uh, the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services does to help keep the environment um, on everyone's mind and does a lot of great work on a lot of stuff that we've talked about for a while on this podcast. So with me today, I have Melissa Atwood. And uh, good morning, Melissa. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So just to start, tell me a little bit about what you do here for the county.
1: I work in the Wastewater Outreach and Education Group. And so we do both um, educating within the schools, going and doing a sewer science lab where we teach the kids all about um, wastewater management, what should and shouldn't go down the toilets to include our medications. Um, as well as going through the treatment process for them. We also uh, like to get out into the community and try and provide information to residents on some of the messages of how to also maintain the, the wastewater management um, processes.
0: And what are some of the biggest questions that the kids have, or even residents that just f- forget what they learned in elementary school? Some of the biggest questions... He- what do you get most often, kids Kids that they say.
1: They always want to know the weirdest thing that ends up at the wastewater treatment plant that's come through the system. Yeah. Um, Which is an interesting question to ask because a lot of it, you know, if you know how the collection system works and the pumps along the way, you know, it would take a lot for things to end up all the way at the wastewater treatment plant. So, the focus, of course, of those types of questions and answers is to get them back on track of the things that cause the biggest problems, the biggest things that we see. Are going to be associated with the problems that occur for you know our fats oils and grease and our wipes and things
0: that right the dirty uh, uh, the dirty five right, that's right. The filthy five <laughs> and what are those remember the fats oil and greases diapers plastic bags I'm going to forget the other two
1: I don't I, I know I don't the know. wipes the wipes are the big wipes, ones right so so
0: okay so now. Tell me, how did you get involved in working in this field?
1: Well, actually, that connects back to one of the other questions the kids always want to know. Why in the world are you wanting to work in wastewater management? Who Mm -hmm. wants to work with poop, right? So um, I actually got involved in this field because I have a background in chemistry, so that's my... I worked in the lab for years and years, mm-hmm. but in that time there, I spent a lot of time working with stakeholders, um, educating them on different processes we were using um, for the jobs that I was in at that time, as well as training other employees. And I really enjoy the uh, the work with not only the residents and the stakeholders, mm-hmm. but but the kids also, and teaching people different things. So when the opportunity came open for an outreach position in wastewater management, I was very excited about getting on board with that one.
0: Very cool. And so today we wanted mm-hmm. to specifically talk about not all the bad stuff that necessarily <laughs> go, goes down the drains, but um, um, specifically about medication. Over-the-counter and uh, prescription, any pharmaceutical that is going into our wastewater. I mentioned at the top of the show, um, how does medication get into our wastewater?
1: Well, years ago, you know, when people were done with their medication, they were told to flush it, to get rid of it, get it out of their homes. Um, And it's important to get it out of your homes quickly because you don't want it to get into the wrong hands. So that was the method that people were taught to do, the way we were taught to get rid of our um, used unused or expired medications. Mm-hmm. So it ends up getting in the system that way. People throwing it, um, flushing it down the toilet, down the, down the drains. Um, it also is, of course, like any other food or anything else we ingest, it's not completely processed or used in our bodies. And so some of that will be excreted out, um, get into the waterways when we use the restrooms. Right.
0: And uh, so why, why is it a problem? Why is it a problem that medication is going down um, into, into the wastewater? I, you know, for a better understanding, you know, um, we don't want fish to get strep throat when we throw old uh, antibiotics <laughs> right down. But, uh, but no, really. I, I, we, we joke, but why is it a big deal not to be dumping medicine?
1: So I think one of the biggest things is that, of course, our population is growing very quickly, you know, over the years. And as our population grows, the number of people taking medication is going to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you're going to have more medications that end up, end up in um, wastewater. That's just going to be the way it works with our population.
0: So, and and even, even the amount of, you know, one, we're a more medicated society than, than absolutely. we were before. But just the fact that humans taking medicines and then excreting them goes into the wastewater, because it goes right through us and goes, goes into the wastewater. So that's one factor um, that that goes along with it.
1: Yes. Okay. And so this is, I mean, it's, wastewater systems weren't designed to remove all mm-hmm. of the trash, all of the garbage that people like to put down. Um, so as we're adding waste as far as um, the trash, like our unflushables and our wipes, our fat oils and greeps, our medications, all of these things that wastewater treatment plants were not designed to mm-hmm. remove and right. get rid of, it's, it just creates more pollution that needs to be removed from the system. So as we're going through the treatment process, it is removing a lot of these um, extra constituents that are in there, medications being one of them. But since we it wasn't originally designed to remove them, it's not. the process is not 100% for we're specifically looking at the removal for medications. In the past, you didn't see this problem as much. And I think a lot of it is not only that population that increased, but it's also the fact that uh, instrumentation, technology that can detect much, much lower trace amounts mm-hmm. of... Um, compounds, constituents, medications, anything else that might be in there, uh, in waterways. So you're able to see these much lower levels to be able to note that they're actually there. We don't know if
0: they were there before when the instrumentation wasn't available at those levels. Oh, I see. So advances in technologies are now bringing these trace amounts of various medications within our waterways. Is, is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. What do we What do, we do about that? I, I mean, is that something that, you know, I, it's not just dumping as there's more medication flowing through us and then flowing through right. wastewater treatments. Is that something that we need to retrofit wastewater treatment facilities? Or is that something that um, we just need to keep an eye on in the future to see what the actual issues that arise from having medications? more medications in the environment because it's something that people just don't think about. They think That's about, right. they take it, it goes out of their body, they flush the toilet, and then it's gone. It's gone because, <laughs> it, you know, they were, they've, they've ingested it and they just think that it's it doesn't go anywhere.
1: Right. And I think it's the same as most things. I mean, before I worked in wastewater management, I never really thought about where did it go mm-hmm. when, you know, The shower water goes down the drain or you run the dishwasher or you flush the toilet. You don't really think about the processes behind it because it's out of sight. Um, So this is just another example of that. We do know that – so there are some studies. One of the examples that I have is from the National Geographic. Actually, they had a study where they found that 85 percent of the male smallmouth bass that were collected in the National Wildlife Refugees in the northeast U.S. actually had eggs in them. So this finding was based on there happened to be something. I, the The cause of the actual fish kill is, is unknown at this mm. time, but it was in the Chesapeake Bay, and there was a large fish kill. And so they were doing some studies on these fish, trying to figure out what was going on, and they inadvertently found out that, oh, wait, these are male smallmouth bass that now have eggs. So they're, they they looked back and actually are uh, relating it to contaminants that mimic sex hormones. Mm-hmm. So they're not directly saying it is from estrogen or it is right. from, but it's Versus it's something that's definitely something. going to mimic it. And these are the types of findings that are being that are being found that are starting to get people more aware of medications in the waterways. So. What wastewater management is doing is they're trying to take that proactive approach. Right now, long-term effects or problems, it's a pretty new problem relatively, right? right? And so they're taking the proactive approach of trying to make sure that they're educating the public and um, talking about how medication should properly be disposed so that we can minimize not only the amount that is flushed when it's unused or expired, but also so people are aware. This this is out there. Medication is out there. So be aware of how much you're taking.
0: This sounds a little bit like the coral reefs and where areas are now saying you cannot wear certain yep. suntan lotions because it's been affecting the coral reef. Now, we're not going to be able to do that with medication, but as we make people aware of that It's a problem. We're killing fish. We're killing wildlife. We're killing crabs. We're killing small insects that you don't even realize that are there that are part of the ecosystem. But you can't just tell people not to take medication. Right. So we want to work on, first of all, the disposal of unused medication. And then I guess it's just a larger issue as far as having an understanding of all this medication that is flowing through us and flowing through Back through our waterways, what to do with it then? Correct. Okay, it sounds complicated, <laughs> um, but you know it's part of the whole. Sounds silly, the circle of life. It's not just. You know, I, I I drink my water and I throw my water bottle away, and oh, it'll get recycled, and and uh, and we're discovering that that's a larger issue in itself. So,
1: and and it seems to be any contaminant, medication being one of them, right. any of them that comes up. That's the big, I'll call it hot topic of the time, the thing that we're focusing on. All of these, they cycle through at one time it was less known about all of the problems you have with fat soils and grease down in the in the drains. Now, mm-hmm. you, you actually find that there's a larger portion of the um, residents that we talk to that understand, yes, I know I'm supposed to throw that in the trash. It's not supposed to go down my drains because it can cause backups. So the hope is by getting that message out there, both on the local and the regional level, that we can actually just... Provide that information to residents and have them more educated in the in this area that we're looking at for medication.
0: Okay, we now know everyone. You now know <laughs> if you didn't before um, that medication in the waterways not a good thing. Right. What then should our residents? What What do we do with medication? What What are the ways that we can dispose of it? There are
1: several options. There's, I think, about four of the big ones. The, the best option is either to... Take it all. No, i <laughs> <Right? laughs> If you need it. Okay. Um, the, the best option is to either get rid of your unused or expired medications at a DEA um, semi-annual take-back event, mm-hmm. which happens in April or October. Right, or to locate a pharmacy or a police station uh, near you that has permanent drop boxes there. So the benefits or the differences in the two is that for your semi-annual take-back, of course...
0: Not as convenient. Not
1: as convenient. It's twice a year. But the results that they get at those take-backs, they get tons and tons of medications returned. So you know that it's a very successful event. People are looking for that day, they go and they get rid of their medication. So it's working. Um, More conveniently, possibly, is to have the permanent drop boxes, which are located in all eight of our district police stations right now in Fairfax County.
0: Okay,
1: And take your medication, put it into the drop box. People aren't, Check, looking over your shoulder, checking on you.
0: Anonymous, not yep. monitored. Don't worry about That's it. That's
1: right. So, and, but it's very secure. Mm-hmm. So you you don't have to worry about once it's in that Dropbox, you don't have to worry about it getting into the wrong hands of people. So now it's not only out of um, people's hands that it shouldn't be in, but it's also out of the environment. Right. So those are located there as well as pharmacies um, throughout the county. You can find the locations for those. Um, if you go to either the DEA website right. or Fairfax County's health department also has an interactive map where they populate different pharmacies or police stations or whatever where you can find um, permanent drop oh, boxes. Great. And, and they, they are at all of the
0: <laughs> the local um, district police stations Correct. and government, government offices. Here. Correct. So that's, uh, that's a great thing. I, I, we also had mentioned there is a self-disposal uh, uh, kit that you can yes. get.
1: So – Best option, of course, goes there because then it all goes um, and gets incinerated. It's gone. Other options, if you're going to get rid of it at home, is there is uh, what we call a deactivation kit, mm-hmm. and that deactivation kit is a pretty simple tool where you can put a certain amount of medication in it, you fill it with water, and it basically neutralizes or um, changes the compound enough that it cannot be removed from there and be used then later. So that can just be disposed of in your trash. And then if you don't have any of those, oh, and those deactivation kits are available free to residents if you go to the health department uh, offices throughout the county. Oh, great. And again, that list is also on the health department's website, so you know where to find them.
0: FairfaxCounty.gov, and uh, just search there. That's great. Yeah. So um, so tell me a little bit. How often are you in the schools giving out your message? We're in the
1: schools almost every week of the school year. It's This program has been going for about 13 years. Um, my predecessor to this position has been developed this program amazingly. And teachers, we actually don't even really have to reach out as much anymore. They actually mm-hmm. reach out to us and want to schedule us to come in for the sewer science program. And every time we do that, we get to talk to the students about proper disposal of medications and, and um, being aware that they shouldn't be put down the toilets and drains.
0: Sure. And, and whatever they do, it has an effect on something else. That's right. I think right. that's the biggest message that uh, that we have to pass on. If someone wanted to get in contact with you or your group to have you come out to talk to one of their groups, whether it's Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or anything like that, <laughs> uh, adult groups, how would they do that?
1: There's a couple of different methods. They can contact me directly um, at Melissa.Atwood, FairfaxCounty.gov. Uh, Or they can look on their website for outreach and education, Mm -hmm. and they'll find all the different options, wastewater, stormwater, urban forestry, solid waste. All of our educational opportunities are there. People can um, request plant tours so they can come and talk to us about things, and we provide those tours also. Um, Do the sewer science lab or just come and talk to them about whatever their focus of uh, interest is for wastewater management.
0: Okay. Tell me, does the wastewater ever have like a softball game or a debate club or anything against stormwater?
1: Not yet, but, you know, we have talked about trying to start a little volleyball competition against them. Yeah. Yeah. Who would
0: win, stormwater or wastewater?
1: Um, I've seen some of the wastewater (laughs) players and we have an array, um, of them, but we always have to cheer for ourselves. So I'm going to have to say wastewater, but I've never seen the others play. So I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to keep, we'll have to spark that, uh, that rivalry. The the urban foresters will, uh, will be the judges. Uh, Melissa, thank you for so much for coming out. This is interesting. Just uh, yet another topic that a lot of people, they just don't they, they just don't think about what goes down their drain in their bodies and, and then it's done. So, um, really appreciate it. Um, again, if you want more information, uh, simply go to fairfaxcounty.gov. Um, you know, Melissa is specifically with wastewater, but she also mentioned a lot of stuff for the health department on where to find more information about where to dispose of your medication. Um, I actually found a number of different articles online to read more about the effects of um, medicine in your wastewater. Uh, I found something on uh, emagazine.com, pharmaceuticals in drinking water, which uh, I found some great information on. It's still relatively new, trying to um, understand the long-term effects of it. But obviously, if um, we're finding uh, fish having Different e- experiences uh, based on their sex that's not expected. Uh, that's certainly a, an effect that, that we're seeing um, as humans, again, have uh, an effect on everything um, on this planet. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. Um, you can get Enviropod on iTunes, on SoundCloud, FairfaxCounty.gov podcasts. If you have any questions or comments, you can send those to swpdmail swpdmail, at fairfaxcounty.gov or call 703-324-5821. Send us your questions, comments, or uh, um, let us know what you think about the program. And so that's all I've got for today. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we'll have you you back to talk uh, more about the upcoming volleyball game. (laughs) Uh, So that's it for this episode of Enviropod. And thanks to my good friend Irene for setting us up with all these great topics and people to come in and talk about. So, again, Scott Coco for Fairfax County's Enviropod.